After over a year of near silence regarding the Guardians, boffins have announced that something has been quite literally staring him in the face this week. With the focus of many a pilot's visit to the ruins being the destruction of anything that moves, desecration of the ancient site, and the drawing of glyphs of human body parts all over the place using the wheels of their SRV, the absolutely bleeding obvious appears to have been right in front of them the whole time. Whilst engineers have been poring over the small chunks that break off various pillars and the data that can be collected by their scarab-mounted invisible knowledge gun, until this week, no one has actually had the forethought to look at the pillars from which they came. I'm reading the wrong fucking bit, aren't I? Shall yes, I start well, again? That'll be lovely. Right. This is because I prepared myself really well. Okay. Everybody, that was a practice. And now, here is the preamble to Hutton Orbital News on Thursday, the 16th of July. Studio 5 is its usual busy self this week. Presenters are putting on their makeup. Just look. Even those without a camera. And the tech monkey is pressing buttons at random, occasionally grinning and making ook noises. There are 200 notes on the desk at the front. One is from Rudolf Hucker, who claims to be sick. But as we all know, it's just so he can spend more time with Alvin. The other note is from Lou Snockers, who says he has to stay behind and do his homework. But Norma's not happy. The chief presenter enters the room in his dinner suit, fiddling with his dicky and carrying a script that's so fresh that we can feel the heat where it's just come out of the printer. He sits down, adjusts his position, signals to the monkey, who shows his bottom, but undetermined, the consummate professional leans close to the microphone and says, just just want to check who's the um who's the the professional our mics uh, just checking i'm not sure it was, it was meant to be amelia i think you think you're up this is your it's line probably amelia don't yeah. I think our amelia mics do are it. live Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. It certainly wasn't Pete tonight. Uh, yes, the time again for Hutton to dive into the bowels of the news and present you with all of the juicy bits. To help me in this task, with surgical precision, I have the laser scalpel that is Wilma Fingerdoo. Thank you, Dr. Dick. Sorry for that. The speculum that is Harry Balzac. He is looking at you, Dick. The cool, soothing flannel that is Norma Snockers. Oh, get away, you flatterer. And the man who never stitches us up, Commander Witherspoon. I can't wait to find out what news item I get to read tonight. <laughs> I suppose it is now time to try and shock this thing and bring this news articles into life. 
Guardians have gone to the pictures. Hot spot swat dot pot shot blot. It's rock time again. Simbad sad as things improve. A tad. For one officer, sorry seems to be the hardest word. Not. Lou sent his news about Alvin biting off more than he can chew. And Norma's pouring her heart out. After over a year of near silence regarding the Guardians, Boffins have announced that something has been quite literally staring him in the face this week. With the focus of many a pilot's visit to the ruins being the destruction of anything that moves, desecration of the ancient site, and the drawing of glyphs of human body parts all over the place using the wheels of their SRV, the absolutely bleeding obvious appears to have been right in front of them the whole time. Whilst engineers have been poring over the small chunks that break off various pillars and the data that can actually be collected by the scarab-mounted invisible knowledge gun, until this week no one has had the forethought to look at the pillars from which they came. Yes, it appears that the Guardian pillars have three different weapon-fire detachable cover plates on them. An upper, a middle, and a lower section, only one of which can be removed by careful application of ordnance. With most commanders distracted by the shiny thing that fell off, Commander Germanis spotted that behind each piece of surgically destroyed cover plate was some hieroglyphic diddly doodah, which varied depending on which one you'd just broken. Working closely with Commander Thacino, he's been able to determine only one piece of translation out of the three. The lowest of the three sections does indeed quite simply say, Bottom. It's good to confirm that the Guardians are as partial to rude graffiti as humans. Following widespread complaints from pilots that staring at the bright lights of overlapping hotspots was hurting their delicate eyes, and that the hollow specks that are available in outfitting don't help as they are polarised in the wrong direction, the Pilots' Federation has hit upon, if you will forgive the pun, a bright idea. They have not only reduced the glare from hotspots by cutting back on the intensity of the overlapping area, but have cleverly managed at the same time to help with social distancing, as pilots are forced to conduct mining operations further and further apart in order to find their precious cargo of low temperature diamonds. The unexpected effect of this change is to bring about economic disaster for the galaxy, at least according to Mr. John Licken, spokesman for a minor faction on Buckle Dock in the chicken system. Yes, Chicken Licken can be heard screaming, the price is falling, the price is falling, and that's no fairy tale, we assure you. 
The smart investors out there are selling all of their holdings that they have in Saltworks, as a sudden glut of the seasoning makes it almost valueless as a bargaining tool. Yes, more power than a Van de Graaff generator and more King Crimson than Hanky with his pants down. It was a momentous occasion yesterday when the hottest prog rock band in the galaxy, Hotbox and the Devs, had the opening concert of their grand tour live at the Guardian Ruins. Yes, even the oldies in the audience had their hearing aids turned up to 11 as Axemaster Arthur, no, Wendy was the other one for goodness sake, told me, opened the proceedings with the band's best known single, For the Love of Tritium, despite it recently plummeting down the charts. It had nearly been a disaster for fans as Arthur had arrived only a few minutes before the scheduled start time after screaming along the Neutron Highway as he'd missed the tour bus. But the fans were not disappointed as the band played hit after hit from their catalogue and the arena was bathed in the light show courtesy of the obliging skimmers and crowned with a big glitter ball. The band were in their 3304 lineup with Arthur joined by his not very long-standing vocal partner and keyboard player, Stephen Madwee Jock, but not as mad as Mui Mad Jock Benedetti, with Rampage, yes, I'm named after a bloody plane 737 on 8-bit synthesizer, and Corey Deadshot Venezia on bass, and Shoreside, I don't have a nickname, customs on the guitar. And Marco, what do you mean I am standing up, 2612, leading the backing singers the Dirty Boxers. The concert went on into the wee small hours, sorry Marco, with only comparatively minor incidents and only finished when it did because the woman next door said she had to get up early for work the next day. More dates for the tour will be published shortly. Sorry again, Marco. In case this report isn't 100% accurate due to the onion head fumes at the gig, uh, the apology officer has promised a completely unbiased version later in this bulletin. The sound of chuckling could be heard all the way from Colonia this week, as Simbad the used-to-be-bad-but-can't-be-bothered-to-be-bad anymore appears to have thrown in his cape, packed his bags and gone to repair his reputation as a dastardly rotter somewhere else. While he's, whilst he hasn't been seen in person since last week's show, yes, we're now sure that the charades playing mustachioed photobomber was him and not a really, really early Halloween mask. Whilst browsing through the system logs, the fleet carrier Bad Fart, or of Fat Fairy, has now been renamed to the Sad Fart. Yes, even the orbiting nightstick with which they were subjugating the population is jumping away. There are rumours that the dedicated Badian forces those loyal to Mr. I used to be bad to the bone, but now it's only skin deep, have stayed behind and are attempting to interfere in the legitimate transfer of power, radio, of power between Radio Sidewinder, the galaxy's third most awesome radio station, and the 38. Putin's Cybercrimes Division, based at HCHQ, have been monitoring traffic showing that bad state actors had been putting on fake noses and glasses and preparing to rig the 3306 elections in WNL. Good 
Jolly good thing we started the war instead. The handover of the system appears to have had a pressure release effect on all the other factions based in WNL, with rumours that just about everyone wants to get the heck away from it now that they've been let out of prison and head back to their home systems. A series of retreats have been announced with political teams preparing to clear their desks, board the nearest beluga masquerading as a tourist and go back by a few of the Colonia beacons. Putin, the Palladium Consortium, Radio Sitzelwinder and all other groups involved in the rededication of Dunkey's Rest have become have confirmed that the Galactic Wrestling Federation stake fakery of the war is just for sure and of course we didn't really hit Bam over the head with a metal chair. And now, an apology. Read on behalf of the apology officer. Who has sent their apologies for not being here. Hutton Orbital Truckers Cooperative. Incident Report Form. Incident Location. Sinoof. CE-RC21-6 Date and time of incident 2015 hours Wednesday the 15th of July 3306 Reporting officer Mia Harkness Circulate 2 His fluffiness Alvin DeFear and progenitor Leo Wolf Possibly architect Leo Wolf Type of incident Hotbox Type of damage Life Ship Station And psychological scarring I'm sure we all know the saying that a community manager is never late and that they always arrive precisely when they mean to. Well, I can only assume that Arthur Tolmy meant to arrive 30 seconds after FTM Alvin's paw locked down her landing pads prior to jumping. Thankfully, the Merlin to Arthur's Arthur was on hand to help out. Don Benedetti had tagged along as a disembodied head in a jar using the Xbox app and was able to conjure something which allowed him to use dark magic to help Arthur catch up. Once on board, the whole team made our way to the Guardian structure in the hopes of picking up a few weapon blueprints for folks. And we were in luck and the whole site was in daylight. Everyone got landed and we deployed SRVs, except for Bobby, who was providing aerial cover. My wheels had no sooner touched the ground than we encountered a sentinel. Myself and Malice moved in and set about disabling this mechanised party pooper. Just as we were finishing it off, there was a bright light and a loud bang, followed by lots of flaming SRV parts bouncing around the place. One wheel still rolling along and is expected to complete a full circumnavigation of the planet by this time next week. As it turns out, Bobby's precision rocket attack on the Sentinel wasn't quite so precise as he thought, and he'd managed to wipe out myself and Malice in the ensuing explosion. A fitting tribute to Dan Topham's torchlight of terror. The rest of the event went without incident. Our commanders were able to secure three blueprints and no one else died. Although we came close a couple of times while lining up for a group photo. 
Arthur even managed to get aboard the fleet carrier in time for our return journey. He was presented with a hotbox decal code, which turned out to be duff. Instead of a decal, he received a copy of the Ladies of Lacom 3306 calendar. Actually, he seemed quite taken by all those Rubenesque ladies in their boiler suits. So, Arthur, your new code is D0BNDR hyphen F15H hyphen B5C1T hyphen HTB0X hyphen KN08. That's fish biscuit hot box knob. Don't use it. Don't anyone use it now? No. It's Arthur's. So, in summary, it was all Bobby's fault. Anyway, happy World Snake Day to Commander Hanky and his clones, and happy National Corn Fritter Day to the rest of you. Mia Harkness, Apology Officer, Team Hotbox. Sorry again. Well, well, well. Who's been paying attention this week? Not a lot of you, it seems. At war in LP525-39, elections that we wanted to lose in Stain and we're drawing. Wise over 70%, three over other systems over 60%. Alvin is very, very disappointed. At least Colonia is fairly stable, and they're not even pending an election in tier, which is almost unheard of. If you're over there, you can do anything good in all of our systems, but save your data for tier, please. Talking of Colonia, if you're working in Dubenil, please contact Smuggles and McKeague before taking any actions. Sidewinder, handing over control cleanly is a delicate matter and we don't want to mess it up. But back to the bubble. Lose in Stein. Lose in Stein when an LP525-39. Pay attention to our systems and remember, under 40% is bad. Over 60% is bad. War is bad. Elections are bad. Civil war is bad, but a bit more polite. Sim is bad, but that's more of a bother in Colonia. Get all of our systems in that 40 to 60 bracket and then we can work out on taking control of Wolf 1481. Now, where does Lou hide that ginger cake? I always see him eating after that bit. I love a little moist bit of <laughs> ginger. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> over to Norma. Starting on the 18th of July and running until the 26th, the Buckyball Racers are hosting an event that they are calling Keys to the Carrier. This is a time trial, starting and finishing at the Fleet Carrier, Keys Cut While You Wait, KNQ-LTB, which is in orbit around Planet 9A in the sign of HP-E, B45-7 system, some 696 light years from Sol. From there, you'll need to visit three different Guardian beacons, collect one key from each and bring them all back to the carrier. 
When you get back, you'll need to show them your keys before you can land. So jettison them, jettison them outside within three kilometers of the carrier. Photograph them with the carrier in view, then scoop them back up, land and sell them to the local commodity market. Full details are in the forums and we've created a link to make them easier to find. It's bit.ly slash keys to carrier. That's keys figure two carrier. The big bubble banter bus is in party mood this week as it appears that Baz has a birthday. We're not sure if it's a big birthday or whether he has balloons. But we do know that the banter bus became a battle bus and backed up Stain with a beep to help boost Hutton's influence. Now they've been brought to bear in LP52539 and have asked to be, be big, be bold, bring beams and of course big booms to the battle zone. If you want to join them, catch Commander Sinrain on comms and join his campaign to carry on chatting. Looking ahead to the next few weeks, the monthly Hutton Come and Have a Chat evening with the green room docking access being granted is coming up in two weeks and of course the next CQC bash is scheduled for the 15th of August to make sure that there's time for Anaconda ogling session from the Alvin's Port on the 8th. On the Houghton Notice Board this evening, we've got a message of thanks from Alvin for the delicious dog treats that he opened and duly scoffed earlier and the cuddly crocheted Alvin plushie that was sent for his aid snores to put in his bed for when he gets lonely. Usually when Alvin steps out for a pee. <laughs> there are hopes that, he plushie, that the plushie will stop snores pawing at the door and looking forlorn. We also have the latest from Major General, who has invented the helpful Hutton ear and hair protector for wearing alongside your Remlock, helping keeping it in place without developing helmet hair or calluses on the back of your ears. He has reopened the little limpet 3D printed facility aboard his fleet carrier and has set a purchase order for any reasonable donation to Hutton's chosen charities as the current market price. See Goldbook for details. And that's it from the community news for this evening. Thank you everyone, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, sticking with us through some technical issues, hopefully, well so far the lights are all green across the board so things look like they have gone to plan now, um, thank goodness for having a backup plan, uh, right, doesn't always work, doesn't always work but uh, fortunately we got through it tonight, thank you again to Sean, to Amelia, to Flossie and to Pete for being here ready for action and to give you the top quality to give you the show that you're used to on a Thursday night. Um, now, music and choices, of course. I believe it's another Dave Choice Week. So, um, there will be a theme. And that theme is one for you to guess. Um, and it should apparently become 
clear as we go through the show. Um, but then again, no doubt, Lithobreaker, who I've seen in chat, has already probably sent in his first guest. Would that be right, Sean? <laughs> no, no, no. I think he's taken a week off. He, he is in <laughs> chat, so uh, no doubt we'll get an answer from Lithobreaker. Um, but our first tune is a tribute to some of those lovely planet-side phenomena. Do, 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 do. It's Solara by the Smashing Pumpkins, and we will be back after this. Crank your volume up to, I don't know, nine. We'll start at nine. It's a good place to be. And uh, wow, that was that was... That was a sharp that was finish a, on that one. Uh, thanks, Dave. That was I'm a fancy and special, wasn't it? Yeah, I was counting <laughs> it down, and it's like, oh, whoa, whoa! It's two seconds to go, and it's going. Um, hello, everybody. Hello, welcome to a Thursday night of Hutton and uh, the wonderful lineup that you know and come. You've come to to know and love our very own Sean uh, Pond, Harry Balzac. Hello. We have uh, the. Uh, uh, I don't think it's right to say you're seamless, uh, Amelia, uh, but but you are <laughs> Amelia. Hello, hello. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a nice thing, is it? It seems it's kind of like we had a discussion on live radio with somebody as well, and it was like they were talking about how they're dependable, and everything we said just sounded more and more beige and average. Should be superlatives, like you know the spectacular Peter Witherspoon. Hello, and of course. Our resident mother slapping us across the back of the head whenever we get out of hand. The um, Are you saying Flossie's a slapper? Uh, <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah <laughs> quite. <laughs> it's Flossie! <Hello>. <laughs> she will appear. But there you go. There we go. There she is. Um, so yeah, lots of things. I mean, obviously at the moment I have got uh, a little... A little ticker at the bottom here, which is uh, currently reminding me that it's happy birthday to Commander Kinrain, who turns 21 today, and Aid Levice, who turns 64, and he doesn't look a day over 70. So, happy birthday to the both of you, and, um, you know, I mean, Ben, obviously at some point you're thinking about going back outside, just, you know, calm it down a bit, just stay away from people, you know. <clears throat> what else we got? Oh, we we got them with as we had a part of uh, Norma's news. So uh, the major general has uh, been doing some work free free of charge for the NHS. He created a whole load of these three um, D printed uh, the little clips that allow you to put on a, a, a face mask without having to put it over your ears. It goes around, takes the loops and passes them around the back of your head. I think the technical term is doodad. Oh yes, thank you. So, I'm, I'm I'm new to this. Um, I'll, I'll I'll take instruction on masks from you, but nobody else. Um, the uh, the uh, so what he was doing he was doing this free charge, and what he'd done is he'd taken a, a a template and recreated it with Hutton Orbital in the middle of it, and it, it just struck me that. If we get to the point where, at least for the foreseeable future, masks are going to be very common, wouldn't it be nice for us to own our own? Uh, could Nocti have been doing these free of charge and giving them away to the NHS? But it, I thought I'd like to own a few of these for you. So I approached him and he said, well, yeah, he could do some of those. So there's a Facebook post about it at the moment, trying to uh, gauge interest. And then we've got to try and work out what's the right price because we're obviously Nocti won't take any money 
um, other than for materials and for postage. But anything extra than that, we'll go straight to special effects. So I think we've got to try and work out what a, what a reasonable price is since it's all going to charity. Well, uh, and then get him to do it. I think he's quite keen on it kind of being like a name your own price so that you don't go out of your own budget so I think he would if you're wanting one desperately mm. but your your budget doesn't allow it, obviously you know the Hutton truckers are a, a pretty um, generous and caring bunch and are more than happy to get involved and collect them and get some for somebody who is struggling to have to make a donation or even if you're unable to make donations in those traditional ways just get in touch with Nocte uh, he is one of the most kind and generous commanders out there and uh, you know between him and the rest of us we will find a way to make it possible uh, for anyone who's desperate to get one to be able to get a hold of one and still support our charities and the amazing um, Sean uh, Commander Nocte mm. to make sure that he can continue to support uh, his local NHS and however far afield. Be fascinating to see how far afield that, that, that those little things have gotten. Because um, they had that amazing little um, video he put up of the nurses who were wearing them and showing them. Um, that was amazing. Yeah. So we salute you, Nocte, for your service. You are a star. And to all of those workers in the NHS who have gone through hell and high water, thank you to you as well. Yeah, smashing. So yeah, check it. Did you create a nice little um, easy link for people to be able to find their way to it, or is it a um, case of? I'm going to. I'll, I'll talk. I don't know how Sean wants to be um, contacted about this. So whether it's just private message on Facebook. Yogurt pops and what, strings. Yeah, yeah, quite. Work out what, what's appropriate for him and whether it makes sense for. And I don't mind taking. It's a. It's yeah, a relatively. People to contact me and I'll pass it on. You know, but. It's a relatively new idea, so it's still a bit raw yeah. in the ground, I think it's fair to say, but um, it's a good one, which is why we wanted to sort of share it with people and gauge that interest levels to see where we need to go mm -hmm. next and how we can take it to making it a bit more widely available. Um, but yeah, so keep an eye on our Facebook page and uh, Sean will keep you updated next week as it develops as well, if he's about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Who knows... More on the live stream. I'm looking, we've got our wonderful notes of all the things. I mean, this is quite a list today. It is quite a list. Um, this, this is the live we'll stream from Rampage. Stream from, yeah. I just wondered if any of us had any first-hand info other than the two news items we've had, neither of which obviously... Have any of us watched it yet, is what you're asking? Yes. I haven't watched it yet. No. No. And I haven't I'm, I'm sure it was really. Could, good. could you tell that from the news items? Could you tell it was entirely made up? <laughs> well, I mean, as far as I can tell, they had an absolute blast, and you can see the Facebook post about it and the photographs from it. Um, they looked like they had an absolute right. I've actually been upgrading my ship equipment now uh, to be able to control my um, SRV using a wheel, um, which is. I'm just going to point this down a little bit right here. Is that the one that's driving you nuts? It is. Well, yeah. It is, it's well, and then I've got the gearbox next to it, which is grinding my nuts. Um, <laughs> all these things. But um, um, they look like they had a ton of fun in their SRVs, and the pictures are stunning. Um, so, yes, it will. It should still be up on his Twitch page, which is a strange uh, it's seven is it rampage seven three 
seven seven is it seven seven, seven. seven three seven and he's got um, an extra seven on the end. Yes, and you should be able to watch it from there. Hopefully he'll export it and maybe cut it down to a YouTube, but I'll talk to him about that. It was broadcasting live as well on tv.forthemug.com, so if you'd gone there, it's there, and you'll be able to find a link to his YouTube on that page as well, in case you can't remember Rampage 7377. Um, but if not, go and check it out. He, I think, fingers crossed, he enjoyed it enough that he'll do it again, because it's... The more interaction that we can have with the various frontier people, the better. Because, it, one, it lets them know that we're not just all needy, wanty, salt-throwing, um, humanless people uh, that you seem to find in forums. When you're behind text, you can't quite get the fact that you might be having a very sore, salty point. But actually, it comes from a very impassioned place where your passion is just not quite coming across through text. So when you have these community interactions, it really does break those barriers down and lets the guys at Frontier know that their work's appreciated. If we're awfully critical of it, which, you know, again, we all do because we want it to be freaking awesome. So um, thanks to Frontier for supporting Rampage and his stream and uh, getting involved. It sounds like they had a good laugh. Yeah, and Arthur told me is uh, he, he's obviously seen things from both sides of the fence because he he he's been a player of Elite Dangerous for for many years, and now he's now he's working for the company, which must be fabulous. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, he 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 does know how to fly a ship. He does know how to do combat. He does know how to drive an SRV. Um, so all these people who sort of moan, you know, the community managers don't know how to do stuff like that. Well, not actually. He does know how to. He probably knows better than I do how to how to shoot things. So it's kind of good. Yeah, see it's his but, face. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> but um, I mean, sort of the 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 whole thing at the Guardian sites. We've all forgotten about Guardian sites. And um, um, uh, Flossie was just saying earlier about the keys to the carrier um, mm. buckyball race. Um, that's one where you you get to visit some Guardian sites, and particularly the 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 Guardian beacons which are these huge, great big things sort of floating in space above planets. And you need to, you need to interact with those, get the keys out, and then race, I think it's three sets of keys, and you need to race them back to a, a fleet carrier that's being positioned out, out near there. That sounds really good fun, and I am extremely, extremely tempted to try that. So, um, yeah, that's, 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 that's going to be kind of good. And also, the Buckyball racing, racing people also um, announced or re-announced something that Primetime Casual's got coming up, which is the fourth, fifth, no, the fifth version of um, Speedball. Uh, Speedball is where you take your little ship high up into the, in, into the atmosphere, turn off flight assist uh, uh, above a, a high-G planet, and try and escape the gravity by, hmm. by jetting upwards. And the physics engine is such... But it says no, you can't do that. You don't have powerful enough engines, so you start hurtling towards the towards the planet really, really, really quickly, and you can actually travel faster in normal space than your your sort of slowest. Um, um, uh, what's the supercruise? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're in, if you're in supercruise at thirty kilometers a second, well, you can travel faster yeah. than that in uh, in normal space doing this. The, the reason it's it's Speedball Four is that there was a there was an extra one for um, Distant Worlds Two. So this is this is the fifth event, um, but it's called Speedball Four, and that's coming up. Not quite yet, but um, definitely definitely something to look up. There's a Discord for um, for that that Primetime Casual is hosting. Okay. Uh, what else have we got? Yeah, go on. 
Well, you've got, uh, is it a correction that you have to put out regarding... Oh, yes, yes, that's right. Um, in, in Gannett Digest on Tuesday, I, I made a little mistake. I, I, I kind of said that the Turning the Wheel Initiative was trying to take over um, uh, Hutton Orbital and trying to take over a lave station, and they were clearly looking to, um, to take over all the radio stations so they could just broadcast Elite Week all the time. Apparently, that's not <laughs> true. <laughs> Apparently they're going to, they're going to try and try and expand into Seoul first, so they're going to get to a a system very close to Seoul. I can't think of one right now, but they're going to try and get to a, a system very close to Seoul. Then they're going to try and expand into it. Then they're not going to go for Lave. They're going to go in a different direction. They're going to see if they can get to LFT five hundred nine, which is mm-hmm. the permit lock system that some people think the Dark Wheel station might be in. In other words, the the the, the silent wheel-shaped station that that might be the secret headquarters of the dark wheel faction okay so that's 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 where they're going and then once they've done that then they're going to try and expand into lave so that could be a double bluff they're just trying to lull you into a false sense of security i suspect it's yeah yeah i mean sort of hmm, i don't trust these guys at all but uh, it, it's a really interesting initiative, and if, if, if anyone's interested in, in taking part in that, then again, uh, the Elite Week Discord is the place to go for that. Okay. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Operation Ida? Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I mean, obviously, there have been fixing stations since before it was trendy um, yeah. from far good attacks. But, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I'm looking here. They've only got six stations left. Yes, six stations that haven't been repaired. And with fleet carriers, they reckon they can repair those six stations in six weeks. So they've announced a, a, a kind of final drive to, to, to get out there and repair the last six stations so that every station in the galaxy that was, was attacked by Thargoids will be back in service again. So you can look that up on, on the forums if you're, if, if you're interested in doing that. Of course, the Hutton Truckers managed to repair six stations in a weekend. Um, so, you know, there's still, <laughs> it might be less than six weeks, depending on who gets involved in that. But, um, I, I don't know what Op- Operation Ida is going to do once they're finished, but Presumably go around breaking stations. <laughs> That's right. Sabotaging them so that they can do, do some more hauling. Indeed, yes. Um, we will be talking about the heart, uh, the Thargoid hearts in a minute, I think, but, um, one... One thing I find I find really nice the AXI initiative to 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 gather the Thargoid hearts is there have been people going around sort of handing out hearts to other people, so so if you're not the sort of person who is particularly good at um, um, destroying destroying Thargoids and ripping their hearts out and all that sort of nasty stuff, if you if you ask nicely around you might find one or two people who are willing to give you a heart so you can get yourself a decal. Oh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Indeed, so yes, um, and then I, I'm not sure if we uh, if if you covered these on on live radio on Tuesday, but there are a couple of couple of new community things that are just coming up. There's the Flight Assist uh, podcast, which just started about three four weeks ago, with uh, Mal for the Win and Psychic. That comes out on Mondays, so if anyone's interested in that, um, search for the Flight Assist podcast, and you can get it one day before live radio, which is fabulous. And then the other thing, of course, is Fangs magazine. The latest, latest version of that's come out. Um, so if you look at Fangs.inc, Fangs.inc, that is, as opposed to Incorporated, is an invisible 
ink. It's fangs.ink. Then uh, you can uh, you can you can find those rather excellent uh, bits of um, serial art. Okay, that's all the things I can think of to speak about this week. Well, you, anything else? Yeah, you, you covered our, our massive list, but there's a note next to the Thargoid Hearts that we have to talk to Flossie about. That is that something you you know about Floss? No. <laughs> Uh, well, except for the, it's the um, that C C C C C C G. Ah, right. Okay. Okay. So well, um, they're needing two hundred thyroid hearts a day, average. Wait, no spoilers. Yeah, what we can do is we could, you know, as as it is accustomed when one of our uh, crew is not here, um, that we we'll, we'll do the show a lot faster and then blame them. For being the one, so Dave is—it's Dave's fault that we always run late. So because he's not here to defend himself, we'll go straight into the flossy bit then. Um, and is this a, an interstellar initiative, or would you consider it a community goal? Community goal. Um, yeah, I think these are sort of community goals, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. <clears throat> here we go. Are you ready, Floss? I'm going to hand it over to you. You can tell us all about it. Yep. Okay. okay uh, let's see. It is that one there, and it's this one. He said, pressing it. Give it a second. <laughs> it's not been used in a wee while. It's flashing. It's flashing. It's flashing. Good evening everyone, Flossie here with this week's CCCG News. The Art of War. Operation AXI has placed an open kill order of Thargoids with just about anything you can harvest from one able to be dropped to contribute to the CCCG and a Thargoid decal for all participants if it passes the only tier before the CCCG ends. Thargoid heart harvesting is sitting at uh, 3,751 out of 10,000. It's day 18, so above target of 3,600 at 200 per day, with 35 days to go. The other parts appear to be mostly complete, with only Thargoid probes remaining to be fulfilled and only 92 more required. Meta-alloys, Thargoid sensors, Thargoid links, Cyclops tissue samples, Basilisk tissue samples, Medusa's tissue samples, Hydro tissue samples, Thargoid tech samples, biological matter and Thargoid resin tiers have all been completed. The CCCG will conclude on the 20th of August or earlier if the top tier is met by that point. All deliveries until that date will count for the Thargoid decal for your ship. Uh, there was another one um, announced last week of buying the farm. Um, I'm not too sure uh, about this one because the only date that was given was 0707. 
So whether there's any time limit, I don't know. Um, but as far as I can see, there hasn't been a lot of progress on it. Um, as the commodities market on the carrier uh, law reconciliation still shows demand for all the required commodities at 3,000, with the exception of London Richmond systems, systems, which does not appear at all. Uh, I don't know if that's because the required numbers have been received or it's just been missed off. Uh, the distance from the star that you jump into has probably put a lot of people off. It's 279,648 light seconds. So this does seem to be one of these uh, upside down systems where you arrive at a different star from the system name <laughs> and uh, everywhere, all stations are uh, a lot further away. Anyway, um, that may be ongoing, I don't know. Anyway, that's all from me this week. Tune in next week to see whether we hit the target for hearts and whether any non-combat CGs that I can take part in, as I'm still harmless, you know. Not a Flossy told you what to do. Hmm. Thank you, Norma. Yep. Uh, <laughs> delayed ow. You didn't think you were going to get hit by that, did you? No. Or this one. Thank you. Or, or this one. Oh. <laughs> right. Oh, well, thank you, Norma. That's me told. It's time for another tune now before Amelia gives us another Galnet Food Digest. Now, that's a subject with limitless potential, and Ed Steen agrees. Digest. I sample everything rare and dangerous in the galaxy, so you don't have to. This week I'll be diving into the large pot of beans that is the galaxy's rare coffee selection and discovering heady aromas, heart rate adjusting brews and the exact process that makes each of these rare items quite so expensive. Coffee is one of the more abundant products in the galaxy having been discovered on Earth, as legend would have it, in the ancient coffee forests of Ethiopia by a goat herder named Kaldi, who gave some to a nearby mon monastery, who swiftly discovered that it could keep them awake all week during their rituals. Coffee was rapidly adopted by most of civilization to the extent that dependence upon it was commonplace. Wars have been fought over coffee, deals brokered. Coming in for a coffee after a night out has become a euphemism for potential horizontal joggery. And whole cultures have staked their financial futures on a bean. Your common or garden coffee is prolific, growing planet side or in hydroponic facilities under suns of just about any colour. A more vigorous bush you're unlikely to find just about anywhere. Its ability to survive in just about any environment is only surpassed by the dandelion. 
There are four brands of coffee marked as rare goods in the Galapedia Rubicaea. The first sample on my desk here is Any Na Coffee from Libby Orbital in, any, in the Any Na system. Originally sneered as a cheap coffee substitute, it isn't actually made from beans or in fact the coffee plant at all. The cunning bushy substitute doesn't have a bean, but instead some very juicy roots. And it is from these roots that the herbal leafy tips that the coffee flavor stems. It is, as it says on the tin, an acquired taste with a thick texture and bitter flavor and lacks the required caffeine hit of a proper cup o joe. But for bohemians out there that prefer their milk made from soya beans, their meat made from vegetables and their shirts made of hessian, it allows them to sip a cup of something that at least smells right, whilst looking superior over their life choices. Second on my list is a genuine coffee bean. This one is a triumph of style over substance and proof that you can convince humanity to stick just about anything in their mouths as long as you market it properly. Have a great advertising campaign featuring stars of the silver screen walking through moody coffee plantations on a misty morning and looking sultry at the camera. Kitten brand coffee has a decidedly nutty aroma and a lingering aftertaste, which isn't surprising as it is harvested not from the plant, but from the droppings of the cat that nibbles on the bush. Passing the beans through its digestive system and by a complicated chemical process, excretes what they tell us is an improved bean. The cost of the kitten brand coffee is quite simply attributed to the labor involved in following a herd of cats around with a pooper scooper and sifting through their leavings. Is it rare? Yes. Is it coffee? Yes. Is it something I would rather not know where it came from? Absolutely. Back to the land of fakery once again with Guaman Yupong coffee. What can I say? The gold embossed blend of chemicals by appointment to Emperor Hengst Duval is ostentatious and targeted at imperial yimpies, young imperial pilots who favor filofaxes and red braces. Made in a lab, freeze dried and available in expensive capsules that fit the coffee machines of all imperial ships. I can honestly say that the flavor reminds me more of a spoonful of warm mud than anything else. Serve to your enemies or use it to stain documents so they look old. Our penultimate selection this evening is the real thing. Robust beans, roasted and ground in secret laboratories, brewed only with comet water. This is one of the most potent drinks in the galaxy. Guaranteed to restart your heart after a close encounter of the high prediction kind. Relied upon by explorers everywhere to keep them going for just one more honk. Delicious. Rumours are that the Don himself uses it for an after dinner affogado. To die for. And finally, a coffee so rare that you can't actually buy it anywhere. Designed to do just one job. Keep Hutton truckers going on the long run back home. Hutton brand coffee is stronger, darker, and richer than just about anything you've seen. One espresso will make your eyeballs vibrate. Two will turn a galactic intern into a gibbering wreck in the office. Three, 
There are rumors that the time your heart rate falls to triple digits, Sol will have gone Nova, and humanity will be a twinkle in the eye of the squirrels that took over after they killed us all in a humorous furry accident. If you've given a bag of these, if you're given a bag of these beans, take great care. Wash your hands afterwards, wear a mask, and please don't go to a nearby war zone after drinking and challenge an entire faction to an arse kicking contest on your own. In an adder. Don't ask how I know. I've just eaten a chocolate coated Hutton brand coffee bean and need to do a few laps of the station. Next week, we will be testing We Meat Wheat Cakes. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Food Digest. We drink too much coffee so you don't get the jitters. Now, we don't want you to think that the name of the band in the next tune has any link to Buck Naked whatsoever. It's merely a coincidence. It's the Great Big Sea and the Chemical Workers' Song. Good evening, students, and welcome to the latest in the series of Buck Naked Placeholder Lectures. This module in week 242 counts for five points in your final exam. And remember that you'll need to submit your analysis along with your essay on the rise of the giant conglomerate in modern society and the FOMO tactics employed by Lacon Spaceways. Plus, of course, your charcoal drawing of Buck. Charcoal, because as you know, Buck is no oil painting and there's not enough pink paint or modeling clay in the galaxy to do him justice in any other medium. There may be a pop quiz at the end of the lecture, so pay attention. Winnard, whatever you're playing with, stop right now. That is not the recommended way to measure two meters. And for goodness sake, wash your hands. Let me start by asking if any of you can identify this tune. galaxy is a very big place and the person who has done the most this week to shrink it down to size was Commander Overlight who jumped a total of 62,153 light years 
which is more than the entire width of NGC 4309, a spiral galaxy in the constellation Virgo. Cargo is important for trade in the galaxy, and a well-known snapper-up of unconsidered trifles, Commander Mindwipe managed to sell 73,352 units this week. He must like doing this, or else it's become an obsession and he should seek help. We suggest a wing invitation as a start. Our political Svengali this week, with a total of 1,004 mission points, is Commander Millstone Barn, the man with nearly as many names as King Hanky. It's important for balance that hard work is rewarded and crimes punished. To that end, Commander Texas Stew has been causing a mess by destroying the Dasily Dons pirates. Someone's going to have to clean up that mess, but it doesn't look like it'll be Texas Stew, as he's already cleaned up to the tune of a whopping 135,995,193 credits. Uh, the galactic lockdown does seem to be having an effect, as our top PPE-wearing taxi driver this week, Commander Cake Wreck, only managed to re relocate 1,515 passengers. Um, there is a report that driving around all those people has led to a miracle and they no longer need to wear glasses. The record for the hut and run is still in the hands of Commander Bet Brett Riverboat with 1 hour 22 minutes and 31 seconds. And he says if that no one's really trying to beat that, he'll ask Commander Evenstar to engrave his name on the trophy he's going to take it home. The nearest contender so far this month, who didn't use fleet carrier assistance, is Commander Roraima, who managed 1 hour, 23 minutes and 49 seconds. But I think they had to stop briefly for a toilet break in the woods. Uh, track and tracing is well underway on this campus. Uh, we call it the Hutton Helper. If you want to make sure that you are contactable should you exceed any of the thresholds that you've heard today, then go to the website, hot .forthemug.com and download or register for the Hutton Helper. Once you are part of our system, should you be in need of special treatment, we'll know and you will hear your name in next week's lecture. Speaking of which, if your name was mentioned today, then you can have a special indicator for your ships and SRVs to allow other commanders to treat you appropriately. It's the Hutton decal, and if you're not already in possession of one, get in touch with us and we will perform the necessary operation. Thank you. That was the Hutton Top Trogger Hebdomadal Lecture. In common with many educational establishments, it's in common with many educational establishments, we have been forced to embrace the world of commerce and supplement our income with sponsorship. <sighs> Hence the new name of this lecture hall, the Lacon Spaceways Seat of Learning. Apparently it's the only lecture hall that contains a guidebook for Durham Cathedral under every seat. There we go. Thank you very much, Sean, for that. That was awesome. <clears throat> and uh, thank you um, again goes out to all of you for taking part and giving us something to actually identify in the Top Trucker event. Do check out hot.forthemug.com. I'm going to have to go for two seconds. Um, if you guys can fill and then we'll come back and we'll play this next tune. Or we do we, we just go straight into the link and play the music and then I can run. 
I can do it that way. Yeah, you could do it that way. Yes. Take your last time to do it, then it would to explain it. Yeah, it would have done, wouldn't it? I should have thought about <laughs> it. What more. is it you're going to do again? Just just explain it to us one more time. I'm just going to nip off for a second. You're going to nip off for a second? Yes. And what you're going to do is put the music on while you're nipping off. That's the one, yes. So, it's, so it looks seamless. But to be honest, I mean, the next tune's a complete mistake anyway, because when Vantion was compiling the list for this week, he thought that the band was named after those thinly cut vegetables, you know, like. Courgette, or asparagus? Oh, you're talking yeah. about spiralised courgette, courgettes. Still, we Spiral. might as well listen to it as we hear anyway, because it gives me a chance to go and you know just just go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's spiritualised, which doesn't sound like courgette, um, <laughs> or anything. But is it long enough? That's the question. <laughs> That's the. <laughs> Are you just going to pop off and check? Age <laughs> old question, that one. We'll find out in about, oh, what, three minutes or something. Uh, so, electricity and spiritualised, don't touch that dial. I'll be a wee while. 3.46, I can do it in that. I can, I'm sure I can fit it in. Oh, too many bloody no! That wasn't even a proper finish. That just cut off like nothing on earth. It just went, didn't even give me a countdown. Dave, curse you! <laughs> you shortcuts. Um, well, hello, everybody. Hello, good evening. Hopefully you enjoyed ev- uh, enjoyed the show and being with us tonight. Sorry for the technical difficulties. I think we have located an issue um, elsewhere, so hopefully that will be getting resolved. If you are a user of the TeamSpeak server, you may be experiencing the uh, ramifications of those issues, and it may be kicking you about. So if you're in TeamSpeak, you might be getting a little bit of a breakup in the audio and stuff, and uh, the issue is down that end. So we will investigate with the tech monkey on the job immediately. Um, Vantian's guessing it's tunes that he likes because he chose them. So the first song was Solara by the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> the second song was Limitless Potential by Ed Steen. The third song was the Chemical Workers song by Great Big C. The fourth song was Electricity by Spiritualized. There we go. Does that help anyone? I can't help it if I can't press buttons. I pressed the button. It just didn't go the right <laughs> you colour. One, you have one job. One job. Buttons, pushing, thereof, is your one job. Yeah. Now that I'm popping out for a bit. Well, yeah, I, mean, I had to pop out for a wee bit. But, um, no, you can't quite see it. I can't really see it. Mm. Alright, doing it this time, but you're going to be popping out later in the year. Yeah, but, I know it's gonna be it's gonna be um, yeah it's gonna be fun actually. I, I found out that my steak restaurant's opened. I mean, I don't know why I'm here. I should be there. Like how, how cheap how cheap are your steaks? The ones that you've had to hold for three months. I'll have them all. Um, and I don't care if they're a bit mouldy. That just adds. That's just matured matured steaks. <laughs> anyway, guesses. What guesses have we got then, Sean? We've had quite a few. Well, let's have a look. Starting off early, where, where Litho Breaker just likes the challenge, and uh, very early, I have to remember this was only after um, one song. It's, <laughs> since everyone else will guess it, <laughs> no, they didn't. Is it Types of Alien Life? Uh, no. I think you'd rather find that the link was rather geared to make you think that, so ha ha you for falling into that trap. Um, yeah. <laughs> And then, is that is that a guess from Pismo? Yeah. Solara equals Sol. 
new comet Neowise that is visible in Northern Hemisphere. Far, As far too clever for us. Yeah, wow. No. Hmm. And we've got Lucille Breaker again. It's biscuits! Smashing pumpkins, broken biscuits. Ed, Ed 38. And all the buttery, biscuity goodness that entails. Oh, no, it isn't. And I love how excited he appears when he's written, the way he's written this. He just sounds so ecstatic about it. <laughs> he doesn't get out much. Neither do any of us, really, these days. <laughs> all right. Um, the next one. Yep. Are you going to go, Floss? No, I, was, I wasn't sure which, who was going to go for that. Flossie or Amelia? A fight, fight, fight. <laughs> you, <laughs> so go sure. <laughs> you go, Floss. You go, Floss. Pissimo, could it be uh, could be smashing victory in WNL for Ed thirty eight? No, no. no. <laughs> Next up is Commander Falco Took. He says different ways to describe large things. <laughs> smashing limitless great big. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand. I've never dis- I've never looked at something you know big and thought, "Wow, look at that!" And then smashing jumped in gigantic, yeah, limitless, great, big, no problem. But smashing—that's a smashing Eiffel Tower. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, because what, what, what jumps into my head is unbroadcastable. So we're not. We got go another there. one. Oh yeah, Pismo, the Milky Way galaxy. Sol is our sun. Limitless, great big, using hint for spiral, not spiritual, as in spiral galaxy shape. That's, that's kind of kind of similar to to, to Falco's guess, but it's uh, not okay. it. Well, was it. Another one before that from Commander Prophet Velen. Yeah, but that's is the it's... reveal, isn't it? That's the. the is it? Oh, oh yeah. right, it's the reveal. Yeah. Right. We've got two I there. Say that yet, then. Mm-hmm. I saw the first one. Yes. Yeah. So I didn't the, the... the second. No, no, you're fine. You're always keeping us right, Flossie. This, uh, it's, only, it's only right that sometimes we should keep you right. Oh, gosh. Is that what it is? Really? <laughs> you don't have a song called Kinetic? No, anyway. What's our la- what is our last song? Because we're going to play out with... Oh, crikey, that's another guy. That is definitely a giveaway. Um, all right. Well, then, Sean, I shall hand to you to, to reveal the answer. Okay, but the theme is Forms of Energy. First one, Solara, solar energy. Second one, limitless potential, potential energy. Third one, chemical. Fourth one, electricity. And we've had several people come with the correct guess there at the end, but the first one to do that is our very own lithobreaker. But only a few seconds before Prophet Velen and then uh, Pismo came afterwards and Falco took nowhere near. So Falco took... mucking around in the dark he got a bit close and then ran off in the other direction it does happen you know that 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 the the you know the aimlessness of of being the the infinity of stupidity the the what else can we call them? um because obviously you know uh, the smashingness of of his intellect <laughs> just so smashing as opposed to as opposed to big yes the bigliest, the bigliest. That's the bigliest. Yes, yes. Bigliest. I, I, I've got him in chat. I expect, I expect to get something rude from him any second now. 
Well, we are finishing up a little bit ahead of time. Um, but actually, no, we don't really have an end time as, as is abundantly it clear. It seems like it goes some on weeks. <laughs> uh, but we will get this uh, chopped up in some way and try and collect it together for you. Again, check out our YouTube Hutton Orbital uh, channel. That's at youtube.com forward slash Hutton Orbital. Let's try it and you see what happens. I'm too sure about No, that. I, I really <laughs> don't. <laughs> focusing. Focusing. At least I know how to push buttons, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I gather we've pushed yours. <laughs> right, okay, so it's not Hutton Orbital. Is it Hutton Orbital Truckers? Because that's the other one that I would have done. Um, nope. Farts. What are we trying to look up? The Hutton Orbital YouTube page. I can never remember what we, what we actually... Called it. Oh. Um, I look at my subscriptions. Hutton Orbital Truckers. It is. Um, let me see if I can get a link to the channel. Hutton Orbital Truckers. It has loads of subscribers. Oh, of course. How could I forget? It? It's youtube.com forward slash channel forward slash capital U C E I P W 35 O N L J little case J B small case P C 8 0 I D dash P S G A. I should have. Yes. I should have remembered that. Just follow the link in Twitch. How could you forget that? I don't know. Just I don't know. It just it just yeah. Obviously, we haven't got enough um, people there subscribing and stuff to allow us to change it to a nice one. So we will do that as soon as we possibly can. Clan <laughs> button pushing. Um, so yeah, I mean button pushing is not as easy as you'd think because there's things that do this. Oh no, it doesn't do it anymore. Does it do? no, it pushing buttons is easy. It's pushing the right one. Yeah, does that do anything? So, yes, it's having all the right buttons in the right places. Thank you, everyone, for uh, joining us. And do check out that YouTube one. We try and keep some of the news up there. It's not as uh, secured yet in process. It's a bit of a work in uh, hand. But there's enough there to catch up with some of the specials as well. Um, if you, I missed last week's completely. I was absolutely shattered from doing the, uh, the LaveCon streaming. That was... Pretty all-encompassing, but it was an awful lot of fun. And again, we've got YouTube content coming from there, and we should have uh, the Hutton episode was edited by Norman, so he, that should have been out as well on audio. Um, so we'll see if we can get the video from that up as well onto that page so that you can enjoy that again and relive those moments. It might take a wee bit of editing tonight. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Something gives me a feeling there might be a bit of editing involved more than usual. Uh, but we'll get the audio version out to you as soon as we possibly can. And uh, just keep an eye on the Facebook page. And if you have subscribed via RSS, then you can get the minute it goes live, you should get a notification. And if not, then do check media.forthemug.com uh, where you can listen to all the Hutton content that's made, all the songs, all the sketches, all the various different bits, the top trucker, the Galnet news, the digests and everything are available um, from there. So you can download them and keep them forever or download them and delete them just as a way of getting some kind of closure. That's what we need in a Windows, isn't it? We need a, a shredder, something satisfying that you can take an audio file that you hate and chuck it in <laughs> it 
and watch it get destroyed satisfyingly in front of you. Like pictures of your friends on holiday from your school friends that you don't follow for any other reason other than it makes you angry deep in your core. That's what we need. Is it just me? Did I just reveal myself as a stalker? Yeah, it's me. I'm the one that looks at all your... <laughs> I look at all your pictures. Um, I don't. Did you say you lick all of our pictures? Uh, well, that's maybe, a, maybe one reveal too many for tonight. Uh, but yeah, do join with us next week. We should have uh, Vanti on back. Well, if you hopefully he's feeling better, so feel better uh, soon. And also, hello to Mike Snoswell. And really, I should try and, and learn some sort of sign language so that during the show mm. I can send him rude messages um, and <laughs> see if he understands them. It's for you, Mike. <laughs> Two of them. Uh, so yes, join us again next week from half past seven. Half past seven. Oh, I'm not here. <laughs> Half past seven next week for the news. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, half past eight, the usual time. Half past seven, game time. Is it? Yeah. Well, in fact, what have you guys got on? We didn't chat about that. What happened in your traveller this week? Is it still traveller oh. you're playing? Oh, yes. We didn't do it, Amelia. <laughs> catch up on that. I will let Peter regale you with the tales. No, no, we, we, we're, we're doing perfectly well. We, we actually got some rules which weren't uh, double ones. Um, <laughs> we, 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 think, we think that we have two parts of the thing we need. We have a spaceship with horns growing out of it, um, which is kind of weird. But, but um, it can do lightning things now. So that's it, can cool. do, it can do lightning effects, yes. It's, 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 it's rather, rather spectacular in our minds. Um, <laughs> And uh, and and it, it it seems to have well we seem to have invented the frame shift drive actually um, <laughs> we, we we're able to travel between systems much faster than we were before, which is really pleasing. Well, they they invented the frame shift drive like three hundred thousand years ago. You're just kind of yes, that's true. Adopting we're just, one, which using <laughs> one of them that they had left over in the spare parts, kind of bit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still going fine and, and everyone's having still enjoying it and it's all going great yeah it, it, it's 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 a, it's actually amazingly good fun um yes yeah, so I, I haven't played a, an rpg for many 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 years and uh I, I i just hadn't remembered how much how much good fun it is how much you can make up and having a, having a great gm like like amelia is brilliant because, because she, she, she 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 improvises stuff and you don't know she's improvising it it's it's it's, it's brilliant you know sometimes you're following the story sometimes it's just happening and kind of like the world pops into existence around what you what you said you wanted to do it's it's yeah it's it, it, it's the art of storytelling really isn't it now if you uh i mean these game sessions that we're talking about have spawned really from the abilities that we had at VECM. So when we created all these game rooms, an awful lot of people met up, got chatting and decided they wanted to carry on playing together. Um, so we've got that side of things. Um, I've been playing on a Wednesday night uh, with a regular, with Chris Jarvis, Darren Gray, and we've been running uh, Tabletop Simulator with Shouty, Tech Monkey, Simove, my son Dylan, and occasionally we have Galactic Midden, and last night we had Rem Kleppen, and we played... Last night we played Formula D, which is a board game of a Grand Prix race. 
really strange, different. Before that, the previous week we did Seven Wonders, and that was a very different game again. So if you're out there and you're thinking, you know, that you would like to have that kind of regular meet-up in games, um, sometimes we, 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 the board games, we kind of stuck with six players, and, and there's not many over six-player games that we've got. So we're trying to create a database and things, and we'll put our tend to advertise on Facebook and see if we've got a space to let people in but it doesn't mean that you can't set that up too so if you're willing to do that sort of regular weekly slot that you're happy to do and it doesn't always have to be you if you find a group of people that all come together so every week we check in on a Tuesday night I'm not sure how these guys do it for Traveller but it's a bit more involved when you've got a character um, but you know check out the discords as well and just message and see if you can find a group to come together play a game, just have some fun. I've actually been playing a fair bit of Elite this week. I've been taking to the taking to the skies mm -hmm. and I am trying to flip a system into anarchy mm -hmm. on my own. <laughs> Which you'd think I'd be able to do just by docking at the station and bring the anarchy with me, but apparently it's not quite that simple. Um, but so far, it's my home system, it's my home station. Um, which, if you're not familiar with, is it's it's uh, the station onesie, uh, which is an orbit on, around the planet Cowden. Uh, so if you know what system they're in, I'm not going to tell you, because then you'll just all come and ruin it for me. But I will scream for help when I realise that it's way above my abilities. But for the time being, well, I mean, I can tell you the story. Like, for example, I managed to take them from my, the, 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 my faction that I want to be in control. Managed to take them from 3.2% to 9.6 in one day. And I thought, this is brilliant. Tomorrow, I'm going to have them over 15%, and then we're going to start fighting. It's going to be great. And that could have been true had I run <laughs> missions for them. Not what I did. I ran missions for a different faction. So they're doing bloody well, uh, I have to say. Really well, as I dropped off missions and thought, why can't I get this cargo? This is weird. Why have they find me? I'm running it for you. I'm running it for you. I'm not running missions for you anymore. This I've is been anarchy running. by example rather than anything else, is it? Exactly. And you think that because I've screwed it up in every way possible that that would increase the system anarchy. No. No. Frontier. Fix it. Hmm. Fix it. You should cause anarchy in a system by crashing into stuff. <laughs> That's how it normally works. So, yes, we will be back again. I'll let everyone go. What, his fridge already? What, what about my fridge? What about my fridge? Yeah, I know where it is. Do you? It was on the original game run, wasn't it? I don't know if it was. I know Shouties was Winner's Hole. Winner's Hole, I can't remember, I can never remember yeah. where his is either. But, um, Number yeah. 14 on the original game run. There we go. There we go. It is an anarchy. It's not an anarchy system. It should have been an anarchy system. And I can remember when I attempted to flip it way, 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 way back during uh, Gamma, and uh, I found myself allied. And I do wonder, Frontier, why, why pirates in a fight when they see one of their fellow fellow pirates in a fight with the police, they don't stand like this. No, no, they go, give me your cargo. You're about to lose it all anyway. You might as well give some to us. Tell you what, we're just going to help fight with the, you know, fight the, with the police. We're going to take you to. Why? I'm your aunt, Eddie. 
I'm going to drag this out until 11 o'clock if it kills us. So next, what we're going to do is we're going to hand over to Sean, who is going to give us a wonderful reenactment of Sherlock Holmes's greatest stories in the form of glove puppets. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, this this is an avant-garde naked production. Oh right, I see. Oh crikey, that's quite progressive. Well, naked puppets. <laughs> right. And now they all die. Oh. oh Hamlet. <clears throat> yeah, so we will. Um, we shall let you guys go off and enjoy the rest of your evening, seeing as we've actually left you some, which is unusual for us. Uh, but thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week from half past eight, right here on twitch.tv forward slash Hutton Orbital Truckers. Don't forget it. Do follow us. Do get involved with your guesses and our themes. Thank you to Sean Pond, to Amelia, to Pete Witherspoon, to Flossie, and all that remains for us to say is good night and. For the mark. For the mark. For the mark. I don't. I don't think naked hand puppets are against terms of use.